On episode 65, we talked about something we call the Harry Jowsey Maneuver. Now, Echo, do you want to tell our listeners what the Harry Jowsey Maneuver is just one more time? I would love to. This originated with me, of course, hitting up Harry Jowsey. Can we give people a little recap of who he is? I know a lot of people have no clue. He was on the show Too Hot to Handle, and he is essentially an influencer now, I think. I'm not really sure what he's, he's up to. He's just a hot guy. Beyond, yeah, being hot. So anyway, I hit him up and was just like every message, like, I want to fuck. Like, please let me fuck you. I, it was very sexual, very aggressive. And it was always so funny because I knew he wasn't going to respond, but I just thought it was hilarious. And you just couldn't help it. I also. could not help myself. Yeah. And so then I started doing it to other people. So it's like when you shoot your shot with someone that you like absolutely have no chance with, who's like t- definitely not going to respond, but you have to try for the miracle aspect. That's the Harry Jowsey maneuver. But what we didn't know in episode 65 is that Harry Jowsey himself actually coined the maneuver without even knowing it before we did. Listen to this, guys. It's crazy. So I've hit everyone. Famous five DM, yeah, like Courtney Kardashian, Kendall. I hit it with the Hello, My Little Butter Chicken. But my success rate with celebrities is absolutely zero. <laughs> With any other girl, it's an instant response. <laughs> um, what is it that he said? My little butter chicken? Yeah, what the fuck? I love that. That makes me want to date him so badly. Um, but I just want to say, and this is really important, guys. It is crazy that Harry Jowsey, Harry Jowsied, before I even Harry Jowsied, Harry Jowsey. Whoa. What the fuck? Mind freak. We are the awkward. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It sort of just follows us. So, we are some dumbass 20 something. Here PA. I am an absolute trash person. Is it narcissistic? Yeah, Hey guys, welcome back to the roster. My name is Anne Marie, and this is my very hot and sexy co host, Echo Searson. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. I feel like anytime I introduce you, you always assume there's a crowd cheering afterwards. I, it just feels right to me. It just feels like what belongs after my name. It's because we're famous. Yeah, and also because I think I'm still destined to be a pop star. Like, I'm, you know, in my 20s. There are a lot of pop stars in their 20s. One thing that I want to say is that right now we're obviously drinking seltzers. I know you guys are wondering, are you sponsored by one yet? And the answer is no. But please write into your favorite seltzer and tell them we would make a great sponsor because we're very desperate for extra income right now. (laughs) Um, Anyways, one of the things I want to say, we're drinking these seltzers right now, Echo, but in January, I lost my sense of smell because of COVID. So recently, I've gotten a sense of smell, not mine, back. Mm -hmm. But all I can smell is like this chemically burning, metally gross smell everything smells like it so i taste right now like i'm drinking a whole can of that and i just want you guys to know that tonight i'm extra not pussy shit ing er 
well i'm very proud of you because that sounds disgusting it sounds like just um water falling from like a rusty metal pipe it's like i would rather go back to not being able to smell anything for the love of god please help me i try so hard not to breathe (laughs) as much as possible i'm like you don't need to breathe today (laughs) it also has really ruined eating so hopefully i'm gonna get really skinny in like a healthy way (laughs) like i'm still eating i'm just like not eating for pleasure anymore i'm only eating out of necessity honestly we don't have great like body image or not body we have great body image but like we don't treat our bodies well like no one should try to emulate any part of our lifestyles yeah because it's a goddamn mess out here guys it's a it's a definite mess yeah but I have to say that I just had probably the best sex of my life earlier this week with my MVP. And I just want to say how crazy it is. Like, I have been fucking this guy for almost two years, which is, to That's me... That's a long time to be fucking uh, Yeah. And he's great. He's a no-strings-attached kind of person. So it's been easy to not catch feelings between us. But he's really cool and chill, and I love hanging out with him. And he gives such incredible oral. His dick game is on point. And so I got absolutely railed out 100% very happy and satisfied right now. I'm so happy for you and yours. Yeah. And it's especially a good time for me to be sexually satisfied because I spent the last three days covered in placenta goo. Yeah, big Echo is uh, <laughs> midwifing a pregnant cat right now, so... We actually, funny enough, we named her after the roster's biggest fan. Greta! Greta, what up, bitch? Hey, bitch! We just really like the name, honestly, and she just looks like a Greta. I just think that it it makes sense. She is a Greta. And also, it's just sentimental i think i always choose things that are meaningful so the the name greta for me kind of signifies the roster you know it's like something that we built in a way so she's like symbolic of this era of our life anyway she's in a new juicy drippy pussy in this house and she's fucking disgusting all over echo everywhere mucus plug out so let's circle back to something not (laughs) disgusting uh i actually have been having some pretty great sex as well you went to texas last episode i told you you had to use the sex swing so i want you to know that we did we we knew we had to so we tried we set it up but honestly um he has wooden doors and i think it needs to be used with metal doors because it actually legit started bowing the frame Uh. of his door and i was like we weren't even fucking on it we were just trying to put weight on it right and so it was like no nobody had confidence in the swing yeah so we haven't done the swing yet but there was plenty of good sex yeah so let me give you some recaps um the first thing that we did when i got there is um I got on my knees in his living room and he like face fucked me really hard. Nice. It was really hot. Um, Good. It was like really hot. And then another time in his kitchen, which is really close to that same spot, he laid down and I sat like on his dick. 
but I was on my tippy toes and I bounced on his dick really mm. hard and I just kept going and going and going in it and it was great it and you do come. squats like you're a you're like a squat dick rider it's very impressive and it's a hard thing to do yeah but you do a great job and I would like to say right here right now that riding dicks should count as leg day well we did arm day while I was there so I got both um Good. anyways Something I do want to say that there are so many good moments from this one. Like, I could go on and on. Like, he bent me over the sink in his bathroom, mm-hmm. and, like, there's a mirror. So we, like, kind of, it was, like, an unspoken thing where we tried really hard not to break eye contact while he was just, like, pounding me out. That's so hot. It was it was amazing. It and sounds real steamy. But the last one that I want to mention, because like I said, you know, like I do enjoy anal from time to time. So we did that, Mm -hmm. but it was with me on top. Like I was riding him. Oh my God. First of all, that's so badass. Like when I see a woman do that in porn, it impresses me every single time. And I'm like, you get that dick girl. Like that's crazy. I've never done that, but I want to so badly. Well, it was actually really great because one of the things I don't like about anal is like dudes get like think they can fuck it your ass like a pussy and it like sometimes it hurts. Right. You have to like get it to a certain point to be able to do something like that. So I was in control and I like that. Yeah, it controls the pleasure and the pain. That's nice. Yeah, it also freed up my clit. Can you hear the cat snoring, guys? It's the so kitty cute. is snoring. So She's so cute. She's sitting right in my lap. I do want to tell everyone um, a little story, though, related to our last episode. Okay, so another another guy on my roster. We're going to just refer to him as the DILF um, because he's a DILF. Yeah. Dad, it's pretty self-explanatory but of like a dad i'd like to fuck it's a dad i like fucking <laughs> okay <laughs> um but anyways he we were talking about our last episode and talking about if we'd ever used anything other than lube again and he was like oh well i used to work in a medical field of some sort i don't really i don't listen when men speak sorry no not at all <laughs> Oh. <laughs> no, but it was he. He worked for like um in like more of the administrative side of something. But it was like someone he heard a story about someone who came in and had actually used mayo as lube. But what had happened was horrifying. Echo. <laughs> it's so it's funny because later we're gonna do two truths and a lie, and I want you to remember this for that part. But. Also, this story is so fucking disturbing, and every single time I think about it, I want to rip my vulva, no, my entire vagina out of my body and throw it across the room. So they're like, this woman won't stop having orgasms, like uncontrollable orgasms. Sounds amazing. And they couldn't figure out why. why. Well, it turns out the mayo had grown some maggots inside of her pussy apparently there must have been some larva or fly eggs or something in the mayonnaise that they used and so yes the maggots grew and they stimulated her g-spot just perfectly over and over again Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. it's fucking crazy the fly babies they know how to fuck holy shit 
it. Whoa, dude. I didn't even think about that. The fly babies are bad as fuck. Yeah. They love sex. That's why they came to us. They crawled up inside a pussy. That's dedication. They wanted to give her pleasure. People are vilifying them, and I don't think that's fair. People have been just also simping for us a lot, Echo. Hard. We've gotten some hard simps lately, and I'm... I eat it up. You know how I love to be worshipped. Well, you know, like, I'm into doming, like, fandom and stuff like that. And I, I've i been having some fun with a couple new people, which has been great. Um, you know, bossing them around. Um, <laughs> also, Echo had um, somebody listen to our episode where I talked about a sugar daddy barking at me in Olive Garden. And that's episode 69, if you don't know. And yes, he is a guy I recently met during, I was camming, which if you don't know, I've been, I've started like can't like webcamming, showing my pussy on camera to, you know, hundreds of people, whatever. For money. It's great. I actually really have a lot of fun with it and I'll talk about it more another time. But anyway, I met this guy through that and he started listening to the podcast and he was dying at our most recent collaboration with meet my mess he watched that youtube video so again check out meet my mess that collab was so much fun we really did have a great time and he let me know that he was so upset about the barking he felt so bad for Anne marie who he finds very hot and so he wanted to make it up to her, and so he sent us a $50 gift card to go to Olive Garden. He's going to buy me some breadsticks. Yeah, he wanted to fix the bad barking date, and so now Amory and I are going to go there, and I'm going to bark. <laughs> I'm going to put you on a fucking leash oh if you're going to bark. stop. Don't make me horny. That's not fair. All right, anyways, guys, we... um also have a couple other exciting things going on we are about to release our summer merch collection so please look out for that there is how many new designs we're gonna have at least four new designs maybe we'll have more if you guys want to write in and let me know if there's something specific that you're kind of looking for for this summer then I'll be happy to work and see like what we can do. But there are four designs right now that are going to be coming out and that is going to be released on Friday next week. Additionally, I want to say with new merch comes giveaway. Yay! So make sure you're subscribed to our Twitter and our Instagram at Roster Podcast so that you can be in the loop for the giveaways because we give away free merch all the time yeah we love to do it we love to see you in it especially if you're hot <laughs> even if you're not hot though if it's you think you're hot and you think you would look hot in our merch just dm me and and give me a good pitch i'll send you a free shirt oh <laughs> well anyway there will be a giveaway so if you don't want to do that then you also have the, that option so again follow us at roster podcast to get information on that giveaway next friday we will be announcing all the details Okay, so let's get into today's episode. So I've been getting people asking so many questions about, you know, like relationships and dating in my DMs. So yes, and you too. So we, we decided to kind of combine combine our tips for for dating into one episode. Yes. So first. rules to date by is just like everything that we really have learned and what's important in finding like the right person for you. And it's funny because. 
you wouldn't think that we would be the ones to give relationship tips, but sometimes, you know, people forget we had very successful long-term relationships prior to this, and obviously there were their issues, but... But I also... We know how to do it, guys. Actually, very well. <laughs> no, but I also want to say, additionally, that, like, it's kind of... Certain people define relationship and dating differently. Like, last episode, we found out that to echo, a date <laughs> is when you fuck someone. Simply the dick entering the vagina. Thank so, you for that lovely date we shared. So these tips, not only are they going to help you in your dating life, but maybe just while you're working that roster. And you're just working it. And you're working it. And you're just working it. And working it. <laughs> I will say, though, that my perspective has kind of changed a little like I am definitely still interested in just fucking people that's never gonna be off my list but I am I've said this before I think uh, looking for a little bit more of an emotional connection from people like I'm more open to it with the right person um so it's like I'm not opening up to everyone that's just not really my style but I feel like when I find the right person to spend time with that I am gonna forge some kind of emotional connection <laughs> it's ironic Finally. because I have been and I feel like mm, awfully optimistic. And guys, you know how I feel about expectations. You know, we don't believe good things happen to us. But we'll just see. Anyways, <laughs> love you, babe. I think, though, that the transition is a really interesting one because it's like, most people are out there like getting emotionally connected and like trying not to physically connect you know they keep like sex waiting because they want to make that initial emotional connection uh, who are who's doing that i think a lot of people do that if you guys do that stop i mean i'm personally Just trying kidding. to get my pussy wet like i want the sex first and then we'll see how the I emotional connection goes connecting after. with you if you can't fuck exactly what am i gonna do fuck this dude who literally can't even eat pussy for the rest of my life no thank no you pass bye some people are teachable <laughs> anyways one thing that i will say too is that like i you know me i don't think right i used to be very into like lovey-dovey shit and now it really grosses me the fuck out yeah but you're softening up to it and but, i can tell but it's specifically just the cowboy the cowboy yeah. yeah he just does a great job he's we don't need to go on about it but yeah. he's he's fine he's yeah. okay i have no no fantastic positive things to say about the man <laughs> i couldn't but, go on about him <laughs> but don't get it twisted i'm not ready to stop fucking yet you know yeah I'm and the, i'm not I'm get, either I'm, I'm getting there but i'm just right now there is i have a i have a good team guys i need everybody to know i've got a great team um so rules to date by though before we get into that echo i want to talk about how gross tinder is lately like i used to use that as my primary source of dating same and i i really don't want to any it's like i would rather talk to the people who slide in my dms right now i would literally rather talk to one of the guys who says nice ass to me at the gas station <laughs> at this point i really don't go on tinder a lot i do have the roster podcast like tagged in my bio though so sometimes we'll get people who check us out and follow us because Wait, they saw it on tinder let's switch both of our our, po our things after today let's switch them both to just profiles for the roster oh my god yeah, just sexy pictures and then at Roster Podcast and mm -hmm. nothing else. Yep. So we're doing that. Okay, but 
today we have a special little game for you. And if you guys remember this segment, go fish. this fish get a quick weight drop it back in the live well get a couple of picks because you know i got to all right guys look at that gigantic peacock bass Okay, so for today's um, rendition of Go Fish, Echo and I are going to put one minute on the timer, and we are going to open Tinder and swap phones, during which we are going to try to find as many hot guys as we can for our BFF because we love each other. Yes, so we're going to count, and it's like, honestly, Emery, I want us to both think about this because it's going to be hard for me not to pick people that I want to fuck. I have to really think about who you you want to fuck, you know, like who's right for you. So it's going to be a little bit harder to find hot guys, I think, than it would be otherwise. I think my standards for myself are way lower. I also think that I you and I misinterpret each other's type just a little bit. Yeah. Like we're often really just a little off. (laughs) Your type like mystifies me. I have (laughs) no fucking clue. Your type so. is SoundCloud rapper, and my type is weed dealer. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> okay, so let's switch phones then. And honestly, I don't know why the, there's a girl on it. I don't have it open to women. But, hey, Erica. <laughs> but there's a girl there. Mine is, so you have to think about that as well. I know. Me. Like, what woman would be right for you? We're going solely on fuckability solely 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 okay hold on sorry i didn't have it my location enabled or something oh hold on you should Hi. Talk to me. this girl's really hot so i'm gonna swipe right on her for a second hey google one minute timer please one minute starting now Oh. All right, let's fucking go. This guy is ugly, 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 ugly. Wow, yeah, you're not... F- no, no. I got you a match. No. Ooh. One match, Ooh. one hot dude. Ooh, you, this guy's sexiest Hold fuck. on, you just got a secret admirer, baby. One. He's also Ooh, it's a match. Ooh, Ooh. I sent him a heart. There's a lot of no's in here, though, unfortunately. Yeah, I know it's mostly no's for me. Honestly, guys, listen, you need to stop putting your hot friends in your pictures because it's like, I know, I know that you're not hot and it's just making you look worse because now I don't want to fuck you because I just want to fuck your friends. Unless you want me to get to know you just so I can fuck your friends, in which case keep doing that. It's totally fine. Ooh, ooh, (laughs) two, number two, another match. I'm sending him a heart too. You are I, about to fall in love, I baby. I just got another one for you, and I think I mostly oh, matched him for me. Oh, oh, fuck yeah. My last guy, this Greg guy, look at him with the mullet. <laughs> That's a right swipe for sure. It's a match! Aww. I love a mullet man. All right, here you go. I got four total. I think I got three. 
Hey Google, shut the fuck up. So I'm the winner. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's get into our dating tips, though. Yes. So for me, the most important thing that I've learned about relationships and, like, finding the right person is that you really need to take your time with it. I think with old relationships, when they ended, I felt a lot of pressure to connect with someone again and, and feel that intensity and that depth of connection. But honestly, you need time to figure out who you are and what you want. And so taking your time in it is very helpful. I also want to say it's like as soon as I stopped looking, then I feel like it just surrounds me. Yeah, and that's exactly, that's what people always say is like as soon as you stop looking for it, that's when you'll find it. And that's always been true in my life too. Like any good relationship, I was never looking for that. Something I will say that's really important to me, and maybe it's not your your best friend, maybe it's something else, but like date someone that your best friend likes. But if you if you're cons- just talking about sex, then your best friend it really doesn't matter. Your best friend doesn't have to approve of your sex buddies. We usually opinion. don't approve of each other's sex buddies. But <laughs> As a best friend, I support Echo's orgasms. It's just if Echo tried to move into relationship zone, I would immediately shut that down. Shut it down. And honestly, your friends know you really well and they have kind of a more objective look at what is going on and how it's affecting you. I think that's the biggest thing with my friends is they always notice changes in me and what I'm doing and how I'm feeling. And so then that's what is concerning. So... I 100% agree that, like, you should listen to your best friends when they tell you. Like, any ex that I've dated that people were like, oh, you sure about that, bro? Like, mistake. Big mistake. Um, Next, definitely date someone who, you know, like, really understands you like your best friend does. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean somebody who doesn't constantly misinterpret what you're saying all the time and like just you feel like you're speaking a different language i've been in those relationships a lot yeah we're on the same wavelength and it's like we try really hard to understand each other and we've talked before about how important it is to expect like the same level of like affection and care and attentiveness from your significant other that you do from your best friends because you do expect more comfort and care and consolation and things like that and it's because you feel that you're right to do that so now, I want to say that, like, it's never another person's job to keep you happy. And, no. like, a lot of times in a relationship, I was looking for the other person sure. to magically fix what I had going on. I've always been so codependent. Worry about your own self, first of all. But I want to say, like, this is something I'm trying to really instill into Echo, and it's because I learned its power recently. But, like, if you set boundaries for yourself people will stay within them Mm -hmm. and like if you do it early it becomes part of the regular habit it's so much easier if you just introduce yourself to someone as this is what i want this is what i expect and if you can't meet those standards then i'm walking away and i'll find someone who can i or you know you can even go just as far as if you don't feel as confident and bold as that you could even just be like you know i really like blah 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 and and just don't accept less than that and that's that's how you will get it you will end up with it if you don't allow yourself to accept less we talk a lot about expectations and how like you shouldn't really have any period and i think that that's true except i think there's a caveat it's like 
I think having high expectations sometimes is important like in a relationship because that's kind of what you're doing with boundaries is you're setting the expectation that they're going to meet that boundary demand everything expect nothing genius absolutely and I have a hard time with that where I'm like I'm always looking for someone to take care of me someone else to take care of me and like so you just have to like own your own shit and one of the things that I think has always kept me in, in bad relationships in the past is not feeling okay on my own. And and so obviously the, it doesn't make sense at the time because you're like not thinking of things this way, but like be okay by yourself. Figure out how to be okay <laughs> by yourself at the very bare minimum so that with or without a person, you're okay. You know? It changes everything when you figure out how to be okay alone. And then it's like, once you find that person, that's when I start setting my boundaries. I'm like, okay, I'm protecting that with everything I have. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I never want to get lost. I love who this person is. I'm like, and it's great because for me, like code, I don't really edit that out. The cowboy really sets um, almost a standard for me as well. It's like it raises my standards just by knowing that it's possible. And I think that you see that that's a lot of the the uh, fulfillment in like watching influencers and like the rags to riches stories. Or even just move like wrong. Rom- yes. Yeah. It's like that could be me. Yeah, honestly, he's great. And one of the things I hope is that by hearing about how great he is, that people they start to you know like demand that from from men and i hope that men start to offer that to women without them having to demand it okay goodbye so this tip is for those of you who aren't trying to lock something serious down if you're really trying to be non-committal and for me i needed a period of my life like that because i really needed to you know like figure out what i wanted figure out what i liked be fully yours yeah and So if you're in that phase or if you're just deeply emotionally damaged and you don't want to date anybody, my number one tip for you, if you have trouble getting attached, because I did, it would be like, I didn't want to get attached, but I always fucking did. So I made it a thing where like, I would never be fucking just one person. Mm -hmm. Because if I was, immediately my heart got attached to them. And this goes back to the roster charter. This is one of the foundational rules. If you listen back to some of the episodes, like there is an episode just titled The Charter. We talk about it in other episodes. But it is that idea that you spread your affection over multiple people so that it doesn't get too strong with one. Especially when you're in that vulnerable, like post-breakup phase where you really just want to attach your heart to anything that makes you feel full again. Yeah, I just honestly think there were times in my life where I was monogamous with someone who wasn't monogamous back, and it was, like, intentionally just constantly I'm in a depression. Like, I was like that last summer a lot, where it's like, oh, my God. But then it was like I started worrying about myself and my own roster, and I stopped giving a fuck about that guy. So it's like... I think a big part of a part of fucking multiple people is just like Echo said, spreading your feelings out. Yes. And you have to change your perspective a little bit, too, because you have to think about that as kind of like a self-care measure. You know, it's something that you're doing while you're getting to know this person, even if you feel like there could be a deeper connection. 
rushing it is never going to be the answer. So it's better if you have like these other people to balance your emotions, balance your affections so that you can really genuinely get to know this person and see if the connection you have is genuine and real. Also, never stop masturbating. (laughs) Never stop masturbating. (laughs) Like, if you're in a relationship and you're still fucking, still make some time to masturbate with yourself. That was, like, one one thing that happened in a lot of my relationships, and I've seen it happen in other ones, where girls will stop taking care of their own pleasure and they'll put all of the pressure on the relationship. Right. And maybe something happens, yada, yada, and it's not working and they need more or whatever it's like just go get a vibrator girl Mm -hmm. like if you need help i've said multiple times i will say it again hmu i'll help you figure it out and it's important also to pay attention to signs when you are in a relationship with someone that things aren't right like if your sex life is kind of petering out and you're just like not into it or or you know something's going on there that definitely means something i know amory and i have both experienced that i've seen relationships definitely come back from that as well though but a big part of that is always 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 number one honesty and communication communication is huge when actually another thing that people don't realize because so there's so much communication that's nonverbal, and so in, in communication research you learn that human beings the way that we touch each other is so important to intimacy and relationships as you continue through them you touch less just throughout the day when you're first together you're kissing each other you're hugging you're holding hands you're always touching and over time you slowly stop doing those little things and so sometimes just putting that back into your relationship can help you build intimacy and it's a small thing and it can really make a huge difference. And also going back to the non-committal people out there, touching's just great, whether you're touching yourself or someone else. So just like you could be touching too. <laughs> okay, another tip that we have is that we don't think you should like date someone or become their significant other unless you can see some kind of future with that person. And I know that sounds scary, crazy, but what? (laughs) But like, I have gone from like a drunken night into a long term relationship very quickly. I've gone from like, I don't know, sometimes in a blink of an eye. And I just think if I had taken a moment to just try to imagine my future with these men that I could have, you know, really seen, but it's like some rose tinted glasses where I'm like, (sighs) yeah. And something that I've really learned when you are looking for the right person is that, you know, you always hear relationships require compromise, that that's like a vital part of it. But you do get to choose which compromises you make. And this goes back a little bit to that boundary setting. You set boundaries with a person, and if they can't handle that, then they can't be in your life. It's definitely okay to find things you're not willing to compromise on. Absolutely. Because I used to think that you just make compromises no matter how unhappy you are. Like, no matter what, you just have to figure out and find that middle balance. But choosing the right person does kind of understand, require some understanding of the compromises that that relationship is going to require from you. So, like, what is it that you are going to have to give and take on? And is it worth it to you to lose that piece of yourself? 
Um, honestly, speaking of pieces of ourselves, I think this is a really good time to break for another one of my favorite segments. <laughs> two truths and a lie. I'm going to give you exactly two true pieces of me and one false piece as well. Can't wait. Two truths, two truths, two truths. Two truths, two truths, two truths. Anne-Marie, for you today, I have two truths and one lie. On my list, number one, I used to be allergic to the sun. Number two, I once found a worm crawling in my underwear when I went to pee. And number three, I was on hormone replacement therapy as a child. The first one's a lie. That I used to be allergic to the sun? Yeah. That's the one? Yeah, you definitely found a worm in your underwear. That sounds like something that happened to you. <laughs> you're weird as fuck. Okay, well, first of all, you're wrong. <laughs> because I was allergic to the sun. We took a trip, I remember, when I was in, like, first grade to the zoo. And it was the middle of, like, not summer, but, like, it was summer during school, like, May, probably. Really hot out. Everyone else is in, like, shorts and tank tops and t-shirts. I had to wear a full windbreaker jacket winter gloves a hat like a ball cap pants long pants with sneakers like I was covered head to toe I was sweating so bad it was miserable honestly miserable. if you saw echo next to my bronze legs you <laughs> would think she's still allergic to the sun. in the collaboration we did with meet my mess I literally looked like a vampire it's like very scary so Paper anyway so yes I did used to be allergic to the sun and I've recovered from that so now we're down to two. I was on hormone replacement therapy as a child, and then the worm thing. Well, the worm's the lie then, because I know you were on hormone replacement therapy as a child. Okay. So, you're wrong again, bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, do you know, it, I was on something very similar to hormone replacement therapy when I was a kid. And I thought it was hormone replacement therapy. I only realized this in the last few years, my mom told me, but it was something different. And I can't 100% remember, but it was essentially like rubbing hormones on my vagina. And this was when, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but there was a point where my body wasn't producing. And I was a kid, I was very young, wasn't producing enough estrogen. And so my vagina literally started to seal together. It yeah, was closed up. Like yeah, I had, Barbie. A, I had a closed up vagina. And so I used to have to rub this cream on it every night. <laughs> How many of you are jerking off the Ew. idea of rubbing, Echo rubbing cream on her closed up pussy right now? And anyway, it helped fix the problem. So it, it technically was not hormone replacement therapy. The so worm thing is holy. I don't care about that. Right. I want to hear about the worm I thing. I know. I know. It's the grand finale. So this is the thing I remembered from my childhood today. I thought it was that's why that's why i guessed the way i did yes okay so when i was young i mean probably my first i'm sorry i hit you baby sorry i hit the kitty and i didn't she she whined about it okay i was at my friend's house this is actually the same friend whose pool i peed in (laughs) It, it was her house i was on my period i was like 10 years old It was a very heavy, my periods used to be disgustingly heavy. I would bleed through super pads 
every single day at school multiple times on like chairs clothes like it was disgust i had no control my mom did, was was not a great help anyway so i had a lot of clotted blood coming out of me and i went to wipe and oh my god what is wrong with me as a kid so i didn't want to ask for any help like i needed a new pad right so I how old were you I was 10 okay so I used a washcloth as a pad okay yeah and so like the whole day I'm just running around with this washcloth in my underwear and <laughs> I know <laughs> hey no stop I need to interject for one second I used like my um one sister when I was growing up she had um down syndrome yeah but she would do really odd stuff whenever it was her period like that instead of asking for pads. But one time she came downstairs with this huge bulge in her pants, like huge. And it was the whole entire bathroom rug. And she, was, rug? she was using it as a pad. No. <laughs> no. Oh. oh my god okay so anyways you imagine the site it's just very blood-soaked rag that i go and <laughs> have to go pee i go trademarked the period washcloth and i used to get utis all the time as a kid and i really have never understood why until today i learned <laughs> something new so that day will it's burned in my memory because i pull my underwear down the rag is bloody, it's soaked through, there's clots everywhere, and, you know, amongst the clots are just, a, it's a, you know, two or three tiny little worms, white worms, no, just wiggling around in there. Stop. I'm not kidding at all. Tiny, like, thread-like is how they're described online, but... Ew, 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 I'm gonna throw up. Why? So, <laughs> it is called pinworm. And that is what I learned today. And it is the most common intestinal infection in the United States. Tons of kids get it. I was so young. So what they do, these pinworms, is they nest around your anus. And they put the planet. <laughs> your anus, yes. And they put thousands of eggs in the folds of skin that surround the anus. So like, you know how it puckers? Ew. Inside the puckers, they just lay thousands and thousands of eggs. And so it's really super common, especially among kids. And it's so funny because it's like ages five to 10, I think, are like most susceptible. <laughs> so, of course. But the thing is, it can migrate to the uterus. It can. That I don't think that's what happened. I think it was a wiping thing. Like I probably just wiped them a couple of them off from behind. So um, that's probably one of the most disgusting things that has ever happened to me. But how crazy is that? Ugh. All right, you ready for yours? Yes, go ahead. Number one, I have a birthmark on my pussy that looks kind of like the shape of a lake. Okay. My sheets are currently covered in my own cum from many, many nights of fucking with historically the wettest pussy in the world. <laughs> and I used to masturbate to the movie Election featuring Reese Witherspoon. I know you used to masturbate to that movie, and I too masturbated to that movie, which is so funny. We can watch that sometime together and get horny. <laughs> um, I also love Reese Alec Witherspoon. Alec Baldwin really did it for me. <laughs> oh, I was the it's the Reese Witherspoon for me because I relate to her character so much. Yeah, it's just um, a hot movie. And yeah, 
<laughs> I, there's also like a scene where so there's like a lot of fucking and titties and uh, I don't know. All right. So here's the thing. I also I know that your sheets are covered in your own cum from many nights of fucking with historically <laughs> the wettest pussy I ever. Gave you way too easy of one. <laughs> you did. So you do not have a. But do you have a birthmark? Is it just a different shape? I have a mole. You have a, I have a couple moles. On I my have pussy. one mole, and I refer to my pussy as Marilyn because it looks Aww. like Marilyn Monroe. I have two. I have one on the mound, and then I have one on the <laughs> outer labia on the right side. <laughs> um, I also have a birthmark on my neck that looks like a hickey, and I don't know how many times in my life people have been like, <laughs> but now I like show. I'll show up with straight up strangle marks. <laughs> I'm like, hey, sorry. what's up? How you doing? <laughs> I went to Texas. I don't know. So getting back into today's episode, rules to date by. This is one that Amory has been hammering into my brain. So do shit. Get out of your house. Get out of your bubble. Get out of your element. You're not going to meet anybody worth anything just sitting on your couch you have to go do things and okay we were just in a global pandemic and i think echo and i have learned how to adapt to meeting people at least a little bit yeah we started a a globally renowned podcast (laughs) maybe you could start one maybe i don't know what it is but just try some new shit honestly you can try anything new and this isn't even like something that i guess like saying leave the house like go out do things Sometimes you can do that, like, within your home, too. You know, you can find people in different ways. Look Put for, yourself out yeah, there. Yeah, look for forums on topics you're interested in or use Twitter and Instagram. Honestly, I prefer those as dating apps in a way because it's just a more authentic way to get to know someone without the pressure of where is this going. Yeah, and you can find people who are just, like, even not that far away too because people can tag their locations now oh yeah that's true you can search via location i've had people find me that way actually just a a really hot football player just hit me up that way but also (laughs) i want to say that like one of the things that echo and i have been trying to do for this whole year and we say all the time is suspend disbelief yeah that's honestly been our mantra this year so One of the things I want to say is you're probably thinking like, yeah, but what's the point of meeting someone across the country or whatever? But literally the cowboy lives in a different state and we he's probably one of the best people I've ever met. And I would rather see him once a month than never see him ever. Right. And so I think the lesson there is like it's worth the risk. Like it seems like a long shot, but sometimes like it's good enough that you need to give that opportunity a chance to flourish. Yeah. And just like suspend disbelief, you know, take a chance on something kind of crazy. Now, also, I want to say I kind of want to brag about him. (laughs) So definitely date people who are willing to, you know, like lay a guy out for you, you know. Like, punch him in the fucking face after he said some rude shit. Honestly, the cowboy did that for me recently, and I'm not going to get into too much details, but it has made me so incredibly wet. It really is. I love chivalry, and I love men who get kind of territorial and also who are like willing to defend your honor i know that that's so like archaic like that's non-feminist shit but i'm so into that like yes please punch someone in the face for me because i really want to but i just don't have the upper arm strength (laughs) (laughs) 
honestly no he it's like i'll be like how could he get any better and then he does that and like yeah mm, mm, he just gets mm, better mm, and better mm, and better mm. and better oh. all right so before i go like off on a tangent can start we... masturbating in the studio <laughs> I think we should do some listener questions because we've been getting so many. Yes, and we have some that are really relevant to today's topic. So um, the first one is actually a, a message we got a while back that I don't think we ever addressed, which is how long into seeing someone is it appropriate to DTR, define the relationship? Like how long do you think that someone needs to wait, like seeing someone consistently before they're like, hey, what are we? Uh. Right. You, you know how I feel about feelings. Me too. It's tough for me. I really think I never I would never ask. I think I would it never just ask. happens on its own. I think you just have to but let like things be the, what they are. Like the need to label it is a need for control over it in some way. Like like it gives you longevity, but it's not a promise. It means nothing. Yeah, I just I just think you got to let things happen how they happen. But I also I want to try to think of this in the perspective, okay, you're a guy and like the pressure's on you to ask the girl out or whatever. Yeah. So you're thinking like when when do I do this that's not too soon? Um I don't know, dude. Err on the side of too long. I'm thinking 6 months at least. Jesus Christ. No, you don't have to wait that long. <laughs> Um, you don't have to wait that long, but I would say like, at least like you've been talking like pretty consistently for like a couple months. Yeah. But I want to, I want to say for sure that like, it really just depends on how your relationship is. Some progress faster than others, whatever. But I, I just don't like the idea of getting too concerned with defining it. Okay. Our next question. How do you feel about going to the strip club with someone that you're dating? I love it. I've never, obviously, I've only gone to the strip club one time, so I've never done that. Uh, I, always I would. Date, I always date losers. Now I'm going to go with the cowboy. I would just love to have that experience and, like, share commentary and thoughts on things. I don't know. I think that would be a lot of fun. Honestly, I am so fun at the strip club because I love girls. Right. So I'm having a great time. I'll like throw my money around. You know how generous mm -hmm. I am in general, but then throw some titties and some alcohol in there. Dang. Someone I should take us finding, to a strip club. I will start finding ways to get other people's money to give to the strippers. Why like, don't we go to strip clubs more often? To be I'll honest. Be like buy a lap dance from her. She's fucking hot. When we have business meetings, can we have them in the strip club? Yeah. I like the idea of that. We okay. don't actually live in an area where there are that many. They're, and the ones we have are really bad. Okay, so our final, um, it's actually two questions, but it's from the same person. So our final one here is, what are the top five components to a healthy relationship? Top five. I think honesty <clears throat> is number one for me. Ugh. Communication, obviously. Sex. Sex, touching, feeling, money. loving, money. <laughs> yeah. I think also, hmm, compassion. Compatibility. Just like, I don't know. I, I love somebody who I have common interests in because I want to do shit with someone. Yeah. You know, so I want to say that. I love stability and I love people who care about shit. So I feel like in a relationship, just like caring about each other, like the, the ability, the capacity to care. Especially money. 
though. Especially funny. Okay, second question from the same person. Uh, which has which have you found is normally the one that is missing out of your relationships that have prevented them from being the one? The money part. The mo- <laughs> Actually, no. Let, let me just say, Echo, I have a horrible dating history, so I want to say they were missing all of the things. I don't think I ever was, like, even having standards at all. I think I was just like, someone likes me! Yay! I think for me it's always come down to personality and like who the people are and what I need I think people change so much that's why I don't love the idea of monogamy is because I think that people in life are so like dynamic and transient and so the people I've been with I needed them in the time that I needed them for whatever reason and so I I mean it was great but they weren't meant to be with me forever because maybe no one is meant to be with anyone forever Maybe you just you have a relationship with someone for as long as you do and as long as it's good and it's working and you do your best. And if it doesn't work out, then, you know, you move on. I just think for me, there is I think it works it's just for the people, natural though. flow of things like there isn't something that was missing. I think that's just the way that life works. I think that's like definitely a personal preference. So because there are some people who monogamy is like that's what they need right they need that security and stability and i think for you and i it's like a lot of times it's a fear of for me yeah a a fear of the disappointments that keeps me from even letting myself want those types of things but anyways also echo we have one more segment for our listeners before we go juicy episode big fat juicy coochie let's hear just the tip Today's just the tip is what to do when you're just not that into that person, but you don't want to ghost them and you don't want to hurt their feelings. How do you get out of it? You have a few super fun options. Here's some creative options because we know the healthy options, but let's just get creative. Right. No one wants to be healthy. (laughs) so my recommendation is that you just start to act really fucking weird like do weird shit say weird shit like really start to make them uncomfortable i would say start acting mean yeah that would work bitchy all the time and always in a bad mood yeah always bitchy always busy (laughs) yeah flaky i'm always flaky that turns people off i think like coming on too strong or being really annoying So they just like don't even want to deal with you instead because my instinct is always to just not answer. But I think it might be more effective if I over answer so that they're so annoyed that they never want to send me a message again. Yeah. Because otherwise they keep trying. One really easy one is to just block them. Oh, yeah. Just block them. Um, But we could get a little more creative. You just need to convince them that they're the ones that don't want you. So then your feelings aren't hurt because you orchestrated this whole thing. Their feelings aren't hurt because they feel like they were the ones who called it off. You could convince them that you're secretly in love with your best friend and you're (laughs) slowly discovering it throughout the course of your relationship. I just think that you should lie in every situation possible. Here's one that I think will be really interesting. Okay, ready? Yeah. So... I want you to get fully into character on this one. I want you to act like you are an old lady, right? 
like I want your favorite activities to instantly become knitting. You love mm. playing bingo. Mm-hmm. You you invite him to the bingo hall. Serve him some prune juice. Like I want you to be like him to be just baffled by how this is like method acting. You really need to get into the submerge role. Submerge yourself fully into the role. Become this old woman. And then you can chase him off and you don't have to worry about ghosting him or hurting his feelings. Just really, I want you to really put emphasis on trying to share your favorite activities with him. Yeah. Offer him glasses of prune juice on the reg. <laughs> Colonoscopy. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just going to start oversharing all of my personal trauma and drama. I'm just going to overshare constantly like, Oh my god, I am on my period. These cramps, these blood clots are coming there out. There was this one my time mom, I was on my period. My that family, I had my job, my this, that. Like, oh my god, the chaos. So there are a lot of ways that you can turn people off and get them the fuck away from you. I have one more bonus, just the tip. And this is one I just told Akko today. So something you can do if... You're, you're anxious about integrating sex toys in the bedroom. It's weird, you know, like trying to ask, like, hey, do you want to pull that out and do it now? So here's the move, okay? You're going to obviously fuck at your house in this scenario mm-hmm. or your car. Wherever. Whenever, somewhere. But you're going to accidentally leave your vibrator out and you guys are going to fuck and it's going to be there. It's just right there staring him in the face. Honestly, he's a little bitch if he doesn't pick up that sword and just fucking. That's how you know he's a little dragon. pussy bitch, a coward. But at the very least, it'll be there, and like maybe you won't have to finish it. It works for me. I don't know. Anyways, guys, it's been great. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe at Roster Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to follow the podcast. We love you guys so much. We had so much fun tonight. And we will have another bomb-ass episode for you guys next week. But for now, bye, bitches. Get out there and suck some dick. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome.